0: Welcome to Closet Conversations with Cody. This is Cody Chembars, and we are excited for another Closet Conversations devotion this morning. Just a reminder, we are live every Monday morning on Facebook Live at 8.30 in the morning. We also have a YouTube channel where we upload all of our videos every Monday morning as soon as we finish our devotion. So please enjoy today's content, and we will see you soon. Good Monday morning. Today is March the 9th, and we are live for another Closet Conversations with Cody. I'm excited to be here this morning. I say that every single Monday because I am excited. I have a wonderful word. We're going to continue today, part two of Tangled Identity. Now, if if you're just now tuning in for the first time, You'll know that, uh, you won't know that last Monday I attempted to go live three separate times. And I've never had that much opposition and that much just adversity to be able to even share a live devotion. But I believe that we are in the enemy's camp today. And we were in the enemy's camp last Monday when we are talking about our identity. And we're going to do just a quick recap of what we covered last Monday, and then we're going to hop in and focus on two parts of our identity that the enemy has been after. And so I don't want to take too much time with with the intro, but we do need to talk about that. So we're just going to hop right in, and we're going to give God the glory. We're going to give God the glory. I've already bound the enemy and canceled his plans. We're going to have a phenomenal flawless problem-free hassle-free devotion this morning and we claim it in jesus name if you agree type amen or say amen because if two or three agree matthew 18 19 it shall be done by father in heaven so amen so agree with me so last monday we talked about the movie tangled and how I was watching that with the kids and just talked about the story, the stories of Rapunzel and how she was locked up in a castle, her hair had magical powers, and really what ended up happening in the end is she discovered her true identity. And we find out that this witch takes her and tells her a false identity and in the end of the movie she discovers that she was and is the missing princess that her parents have been looking for and so she yearned to leave that secluded tower she felt like something was different inside of her she felt like there was a purpose or there was a reason that she existed but she didn't know because of her Mother at the time, the the witch that took her, she didn't know who she really was, and so she, she just believed the stories and everything that lady was telling her. The witch was telling her, and until somebody came and broke into the tower and rescued her. Now it, it wasn't a rescue story in the movie. It was more of he was trying to hide, and but but then they go on this adventure, and then she she comes to find out who she is. And so what we talked about last week, we talked about four different scriptures. We talked about in Genesis 127, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. So we learned immediately that we are, each and every single one of us are created after the father. We're made in his image. So that right there is part of our identity, that we are made In the image of God each and every single one of us we also learned in Jeremiah 1 5 I knew you before I formed you in the mother's womb before you were born I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations that's Jeremiah and so we know that God knew us before we were even in the womb And he formed us. And before we were born, before we even took our first breath here on earth, he established us and appointed us as a prophet to the nations. And then we learned in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So there are good things that are planned for me, and there are good things that are planned for you. That's part of your identity. And then 1 Peter two two nine, and we're going to focus on this scripture today. But you are not like that. For you, you are a chosen priesthood, or a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. 1 Peter 2, nine, And then the last verse we covered last week was, see how very much our father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children, because they don't know him. First John, three one. So again, we experienced so much opposition last Monday. We we got to cover just some of those verses, but I, I felt like there was so much uh, attack on on the word that was going to be delivered. I didn't want to deliver everything last Monday, and it was already a twenty minute devotion. So I wanted to pick up this morning, but I wanted to share uh, just a couple of points from last Monday because they're very relevant. They're very, very relevant. So we know that in John 10.10, the Bible, in John 10.10, it says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And part of that tactic is if we include identity in there. So the enemy's objective is to steal, to kill, and destroy our God-given identity. If we go back to the story of Tangled, we see that that's exactly what the witch did that took Rapunzel. She stole her identity. She stole it. She was a princess to be raised in the kingdom, but her identity was stolen. Killed her identity. She didn't know who she was. She felt like something was different. She felt like she had more of a purpose or a purpose that she was only create or that she was the only one that could fulfill. And then so the enemy killed that and then destroyed her identity by keeping her from her parents from learning the true purpose of what she was born to do. And that's exactly what the enemy is doing to the sons and daughters of God. He is out to steal, to kill, and destroy our identities. He is an identity thief. And we also talked about what it was like to have your identity stolen. If you've ever had a debit card compromise, I shared about how my driver's license was stolen and all the hoops and everything that I had to go through to get my identity back. And that's what we're after. That's what God is after he was after that last monday and he's going to be after that today and it's going to, it's going to only continue but now what we're doing is we are shedding light i we are acting as the person that comes and comes into the castle and says rapunzel wake up there's more cody wake up You are a royal priest. You are a son of the Most High God. You are a representative of the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to. That's what we're called to. But but the enemy wants us to live as a pauper when we're called to live as kings and queens in the kingdom of God. We're called to have dominion and authority, but we're not walking in that why aren't we walking in that it's not being taught or you have been lied to just like rapunzel was lied to you didn't know the authority and dominion that you had you didn't know maybe you knew that you were you were a son or a daughter of god maybe maybe you knew those but you didn't know that you were a priest well what does a priest do we're going to cover that today we're going to cover that today and we're also going to look at what does it mean to be a son and daughter of God. And then we also talked about how that we are called, we are called to be intruders in the enemy's camp and to rescue those who have no idea who who they are or whose they are. And we talked about how you may know whose you are. You may have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and, and you did that. Because you believe in Jesus and, 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 and now you're working towards your salvation. You're working out your, your salvation. But you don't know who you are. Who you are. That he's given you gifts. That he's, he's placed a calling on your life. That he's placed an objective on your life. That you were bought with a price. You were, you were not. Jesus didn't die on a cross just so you could spend an eternity in heaven. Do you know that? Jesus did not die on the cross just so, you could, just so you could spend an eternity in heaven. Is that part of it? Absolutely. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But what I'm saying is you were bought with a price. You were, when, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like it talks about in the Bible, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you shall be saved, Romans 10.9. But what happens is, is now you become part of the army. You become part of the fighting force for the kingdom of God. You are now a child of the light, and now you're called to push back the enemy of darkness. Do you know that? It's true. Talks about it all, all throughout the Bible. So we're gonna hop in today. We're gonna talk about, that was just the intro. <laughs> that was just the intro, and that's what we covered last Monday. So thankfully, we'd had, we've we had no issues with technology, so that was a good recap. But we're, today, what we're going to talk about specifically is we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a priest of the kingdom, priest for God. And we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a child of God. So we're going to talk about, we're going to go look at that verse in 1 Peter again, and we're going to read it one more time. For you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show the others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. We just finished saying that. We are now in the army of the light, pushing back the darkness. So we are royal priests. That's what we're going to focus on. Now, some of you may or may not know what a priest did. And so we're going to go back to the Old Testament. We're going to go back and and so when the Israelites were exiled or when they left Egypt, when God rescued them from Egypt, shortly after that he established the tabernacle. And the tabernacle and then he also divided the tribes into different functioning I, for lack of a better word, jobs. So, but they each had a purpose. Each tribe had a purpose, and so the tribe of the Levites, the Levi tribe, all <clears throat> were the priests of that day of of the tabernacle. And so, if we were to go back and look at what the priests did, we're we're going to be able to have an understanding of what we as priests. now able to do and I want to I want to be very cautious because typically when we hear the word priest, we relate it and associate it with the Catholic Church I'm going to be very cautious here because it is it is not a can of worms that I want to open but that is not what we were referring to here we are not referring excuse me to a Catholic priest and we're going to talk about this in Hebrews we don't need a priest to intercede for us we don't need a priest to confess to we don't need a priest to go into the presence of God for we don't need that we're going to we're talk we're going to talk about that and I'm treading very lightly but we are priests and so we go back and look at what the priest did in Exodus Leviticus in Numbers. And so what we find is that the priests in the Old Testament were the only people that were allowed to go into the very presence of God, the Holy of Holies, as it was laid out in the tabernacle. Now, the priests, if you go and study Leviticus, how many of you like Leviticus? (laughs) I I'm starting to love it. Because Leviticus really lays out, it's the rules and guidelines. And I talked about this yesterday when I was teaching a prayer class at church. There's a reason that there are lines on the road. It's to keep us in a healthy and happy and safe place, right? What happens when you go over the double yellow line? You're going now into a dangerous potentially dangerous situation you can have a head on you can run off the road and then the same vice versa if you go to the over the white line you're you're now you're running off the road and potentially into objects trees ditches culverts whatever so the reason that there are lines on a road is to keep us happy healthy and safe that's why the ten commandments god gave us the ten commandments to keep us happy healthy and safe that's why god gave those rules and guidelines in leviticus is to keep us happy healthy and safe now those rules which were over 600 there were 600 guidelines that they that the priests had to follow and that's where we see jesus come in and he talks to the pharisees that were doing their best to keep all of the Levitical laws. And Jesus said I came to do away with those laws to fulfill those laws, not to do away with them. I came to fulfill the law. And so what what Jesus did was he made it so we don't have to go and fulfill every single 600 plus law or rule or guideline that the priests had to do. But the priests were the only ones that were allowed to enter in and it was only once a year and so what they did is God God's presence was was in the Holy of Holies and so the priests they had to go through this whole process and they and and this is a whole another teaching on the tabernacle but they had first they had to to offer a sacrifice and then after they offered a sacrifice then they had to go to the laver and they had to wash themselves and then they, they went to the table of showbread. And then they went to the, the lampstand. And then they went into another process. And went finally they were into the Holy of Holies where the actual presence of God resided on earth. So that was, that was the old covenant. That was Old Testament covenant. It was the old part of the relationship. They ministered. The priests ministered on behalf of Israel. They, they ministered one tribe. Out of all twelve, they ministered for the rest of those people, they ministered for the rest of God's people, they interceded for the people, as they offered sacrifices, they said, "Father, I, we, we offer this sacrifice for the sins of all of our all, all of the people that have sinned against you." They interceded they they represented the Father. They represented the Father. They were ambassadors. They acted as as an ambassador, as a go-between. They would go into the Holy of Holies, and then they would come out, and then they would share what God has given them or or told them. We also see this with Moses when he went up on the mount. When, When he went up into the presence of God for 40 days and God gave him the Ten Commandments on the tablet, he was in the presence of God and it talks about how he came down from the mountain and his his face was just shining bright. And so what we see is that we are the priests were ambassadors and they were also called to bless God's people. So it was that was the old covenant and we actually you could you could see that Adam was the first priest. He was established the first priest the the dominion and authority over all the earth but we know that adam and eve fell we know that the enemy tricked them we know that the enemy stole their identity they stole the the enemy was able to steal their identity because they didn't know their identity or they weren't sure in their identity And that's what's happening today the enemy is able to steal your identity or at least keep it hidden from you because you don't know your identity you can no longer say you don't know who you are because now this is being released to you now you have an objective now it's this is on you it is on you to pick up and to start walking as a priest for God. It is on you to start representing Him, to start recapturing your identity, and just like in the natural, if you have to go through hoops to be able to reclaim your identity, to prove that you are who you are, it's the same way. You're going to have to jump through some hoops. You're going to have to go through some battling with the enemy that says, no, that's a lie. That's, you can't believe what Cody is saying or what the Bible is saying. You're going to have to battle. But the beautiful part is once you reclaim and once you reestablish your identity, now you know who you are. And you are a priest. So if we took if we look at what Jesus did, we know that Jesus brought on a curse. He brought on a curse to every single one of us. He brought on a curse to Eve that there was going to be pain and childbearing. And he brought on a curse to Adam that we were going to have to work the ground. But Jesus came to break the curse. And to make each and every one of us a priest on his behalf we learn about this in romans 5 16 through 17 listen to this and the result of god's gracious gift is very different from the result of one man's sin for adam's sin led to condemnation but god's free gifts left leads us to our being made right with god even though we are guilty of many sins for the sin Of this one man Adam caused death to rule over many but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man Jesus Christ that is why we are able to operate and to act as a priest for the kingdom of God that is why that's the only reason because Jesus Establish that. And that is going back to and confirming what I said earlier, where Jesus didn't die just for us to spend an eternity in heaven. He died for us to be able to walk in the identity that was stolen in the garden. That's what Jesus did. He brought back and reestablished our identity that was stolen. That is some good news that is something to be excited for that is something to shout hallelujah for that is something to give god glory for because that jesus re-established that for us amen so looking at that by the way it talks about remember how i talked about the priests in, in the catholic church Hebrews 8, 6 is your reference verse. Hebrews 8, 6 is your verse if someone questions you and and talks about, well, the Catholic priest was ordained by God. Here is your Hebrews 8, 6. But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood, for he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. That is your verse to stand on. That is your anchor verse. Okay, so going back we know now that we are priests, but this is what we are called to do as priests. Let's go back and look at what they did. We are called to go into the very presence of God. So there is now no there there is now therefore no longer any separation from us going in to the presence of God. I in my closet, I am able to go into the very presence, the very throne room of God if I so choose. If I choose, if I wanna sacrifice my time, if I wanna lay my life down and lay everything down, I can go into the very presence and be with the King of Kings. And if I can do it, that means you can do it. We can seek his face, we can go into the Holy of Holies. Because now what it talks about in 1 Corinthians, that the temple that, that Jesus destroyed in three days, he said that to the Pharisees, now that the temple resides in us. We are the temple of God, which means we carry the presence of God. That's why we're able to be priests, because the, pre- the temple is inside of us. The very presence of God is inside of us. We carry the kingdom inside of us. So now we can go and minister on behalf of the kingdom, because it resides in us. Now we can go minister to those that have lost and had their identity stolen. Are you getting this this morning? are you getting this that is why the enemy has been fighting so hard because once we realize that we are carriers of the kingdom everything changes everything changes it changes how you look at people it changes from your looking down on people to looking at people in their brokenness and in their sin in their their debauchery and saying lord if you could save me lord we i pray for them i intercede on behalf of them. It changes when somebody cuts you down with their words and, and as has a mean attitude or, or whatever that looks like towards you. It changes because you know that they're not being mean to you. You know what, that they're dealing with and battling something that's just coming to the surface and they trust you enough that they could vomit and they can be real and raw with you. And when they're real and raw with you, now you can intercede and pray for them. Now you can now you have a bullseye to go after. Maybe they have bitterness in your heart. Now you can go and intercede on their behalf. Father, I pray on behalf of Cody. Lord, I pray that you would you would start working on that bitterness. Father, that you would start drawing out that poison that's in their heart. Lord, that you would that you would intercede, that you would start binding up the broken heart that they have. And that they would be able to feel and experience your love and your grace. Father, that you would send workers to their field to continue to, to apply the healing balm of Gilead on that broken heart. And that you would continue to draw out that poison. Now it changes how you look at people. Because what happens is, is the scales fall off of our eyes. Just like they did with Saul. They, they fell off of Saul's eyes. And he became Paul. And he no longer saw the people as as a as people that were against God. He saw their brokenness. And he saw that every everybody that that is not aware of their identity, they're they're all had their identity stolen. And so we're called to go back and, and receive and retrieve and show them how their identity has been stolen. That's what we're called to do as priests. We intercede for them. We represent the Father. We could spend a whole devotion on how are we representing the Father? Are you representing the kingdom of God well? Are you using foul language? Cody, where does it say that we can't cuss in the Bible? Well, there's a couple of places. One, Ephesians 4.29, let your your words be edifying not to tear down. And then it talks about that in, in Ephesians 5, let no coarse jokes come out of your mouth. So we see that we're not supposed to be cussing we're not supposed to use our words it's in vain we're not supposed to use our words just just because we want to cuss i used to i i was a sailor by of all sailors and i was a teacher by the way and so i could go and 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 not cuss in school but i would cuss every you know any other time that i was away from from children that's a double life are we representing the kingdom no we're not are are we going out and using the time that we've been given are we going out and representing the kingdom well and i only touched on cussing there you have your own conviction and i release that spirit of conviction right now wherever you're listening to lord I, I just release that spirit of conviction holy spirit come on with conviction that breaks their heart for what breaks yours and i include myself lord break my heart for what breaks yours whatever that is and i pray lord i pray that they would lay that down at the altar and sacrifice that and so we're an ambassador and we are called to bless his people. So an ambassador is someone that goes to another country and the people in that country will establish a mindset or a perspective of who that who that country is by an ambassador. So if I were to go to Africa and if I were to go in and what for whatever purpose and I, I was an ambassador for the United States. My actions, my words, what I do with my time while I'm in Africa, the, the African people will establish a mindset and a judgment of what other Americans are like based on what I do. So the the world, the entire world is watching. If you claim to be a Christian and so many people throw that out and throw that around. Oh, I'm a Christian. Are you living like it? Are you being an ambassador for Jesus? Are you being an ambassador that you that Jesus would be pleased with? That's the question. Are you being an ambassador that Jesus is being pleased with? Because I know, and I'm being raw and transparent, I know that when I was in college, I was still drinking. I was still doing things debauchery all kinds of debauchery i was doing things but then i would say in 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 my college classes with all of the other teachers i would say that i was a christian where was my fruit where was the fruit that said i was a christian where was the fruit that said i was a, a christ follower there was no fruit and so we have to be very careful and we have to understand that we are ambassadors okay so i want to we're at we're at 30 minutes i'm going to pick up we're going to finish this next monday and we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a child of god because god gave me some revelation about this before going live this morning but i don't i don't want to extend this video any further we find that the longer the videos get the the less likely that that someone's able to watch them all the way through just for attention span all of that so i'm going to stop here i will have this video uploaded by by well, the end of of day today, and then I'll have the podcast ready as well. But I, I do want to stop there because we've covered a lot of ground. We've 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 covered we've sh- we've shined a lot of light into the darkness today, and so I just I want to leave you with that. I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to I don't want to spray you with a fire hose. I just I want to give you enough that you're able to to chew on. I want you to focus on this for the rest of the week, and then we'll pick up Monday as we close out. What our tangled identities on what it looks like to be a child of God. So we're going to come to a close. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for all those that stayed on watching this morning, and I bless you. And if this blessed you, go ahead and share it. Go ahead and share it. You know, I'm I do my part, and I know that there are there are wonderful people out there that share this video, and I'm so grateful for it. But this video needs to get out. It, and again, it's not me. It is the message that's behind it. It's the message. So share it get somebody on your friends list share it with with a christian brother or sister that says they're they're struggling with their identity share this I, i'll be the bad guy telling them that they need to start living like an ambassador for the kingdom and they need to start living like a priest amen amen so i bless you Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next Monday at 8.30. Have a wonderful week. We trust that today's message blessed you. And if it did, please send it to somebody who really needs to hear it. And have a blessed day.